0: And now, Wolf Fights Open Mic. The bass jackers. I just came home, actually, from tour. Hey, guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Fights DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi,
1: it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren.
0: Now, Open Mic. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Wolf Fights Radio's Open Mic. Mr. Voice here with Cade Cross, and we are super excited because we have Joe Avella, one-half of the
1: Monster cat duo of arm and hammer how are you doing joe i'm doing great man uh just you know we have a tour coming up so just kind of uh enjoying the time in my studio uh finishing up some stuff so can't complain at all so and i want to definitely get to the tour but i would be remiss if i didn't ask
0: this question because i know a lot of people want to know were you guys just sitting around cleaning one day and then came up we know this would be a great name for a band how did, how did the <laughs> name come about?
1: Uh, it's a funny story. Uh, uh, we never thought this would be like a serious thing. So we just thought of a ridiculous name to like uh, put music under. Cause uh, me and my partner, uh, the other Joe, we've been working on music kind of separately. And uh, he want uh, I was kind of teaching him how to write music. And then uh, one day, He made something. I thought it was dope. So we just looked for something in the room. There was an arm and hammer box. And uh, we're like, all right, that's it. That is how it came about. (laughs) Yeah. So literally, yeah.
0: Nothing special. (laughs) And now look at it. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's a a good point, though. So you guys didn't start out thinking this was going to be a thing. You
1: were in marketing. Is that right? Yeah. uh, Yeah, we didn't do the starving artist route me and joe uh we both went to college we had uh jobs before um i'm 32 years old so when i started hearing about edm i was maybe the tail end of college this was like 2009 edc so a lot of like edm was very new for us uh when we were younger so we didn't we we didn't even think it was going to be a thing
2: Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, yeah. I just had a quick question for you. I'm a senior here at NC State. I was wondering, uh, where did you go to college?
1: Uh, I went to college at Cal Poly Pomona. Uh, it's like a polytechnic engineering school. It's, it's a, all the way in like California, like kind of by Riverside. So when did you know then that it was going to be a thing,
0: and maybe not so much the marketing side, where we're going to do the EDM thing? Um.
1: I think like five years into when we were doing it, um, like Arm & Hammer was just kind of uh, our little side passion that we would do on the weekends uh, when we were working. So it wasn't until we were starting to generate money within like our fifth year, and then we were starting to make at least close to like what we were making at our real jobs. So we were just like, I mean, why not pursue it? We're making close to what we're making now. So that's what I think... uh, after like our fifth year, that's when we went all in, both of us. Money is always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, financial stability is definitely uh, something that was kind of taught to us. So we didn't, you know, uh, we took it the very slow, methodical route. So this weekend, or the, the tour
0: starts, the tour starting up. Mm-hmm. Given everything that's been going on in the world, and, and there's been a little bit that's been going on in the world, does this have a little extra excitement to get going?
1: Oh man, yeah. I mean, it's uh that whole pandemic, uh, me and Joe joke around, we were like the you know, uh when open like live entertainment type of uh forums started opening up, we were just so excited that we get to join the adults again. Like uh we're never that year and a half of not being able to, you know, live out our dreams kind of just really, you know, struck us. So we're not taking any, anything for granted. Like we hope this tour, you know, uh God forbid anything goes wrong, but, you know, we're just enjoying it. What are you looking for most, forward to most about it? Uh, just testing out new music. Uh, the best part about the live experience, I feel like, is for us, is we get to uh, play a lot of unreleased things in our set. That, uh, and we get real, real-time feedback of what works and what doesn't. So a lot of our songwriting process just come, kind of comes from that. We'll test out a track at a show. We'll see if it works. If not, then we, rework, we go back into the lab, we rework it, and we kind of uh, build it as we go along. See, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to ask, too. Like, you're out
0: there performing. When do you know that you've got the crowd?
1: Um, it's really tough because different markets, uh, different areas just have, I like, guess, different tastes. But I think we know when we just see... I, the funny thing is we can see everyone in the crowd. So we're, when we see, like, you know, kind of just ha- hands in the air, people letting loose, I think that's when we know, like, oh, this is something, like, they're, they're just feeling... They're vibing with the song.
0: So, like, okay, so you've played EDC Las Vegas, Palladium, some other big venues. Like, to that point, have you ever been up there and thought wow, this is awesome. Like, can you, is there one of those moments
1: that you can describe? Oh, all the time. (laughs) I mean, um, I think there's something very rewarding, like uh, something you made in your, you know, your little laptop and people dig it. Every time a song of ours comes on and we just see the crowd's reaction, that's just that, yeah, I get that all the time. So it's funny you say that. Your music arm and hammer like we have a lot
0: of edm artists that come through we have a lot of songs obviously we play edm all the time here on the radio station a lot of good stuff for me personally there are only a few artists that everything they do i like arm and hammer i oh, thank you so much it, it and i can't i don't know what it is it, it's like man cub has a similar sound to a lot of the songs that you've released as like singles for us um it, it's like down tempo but it's also melody driven and and you got the you always have the the strong female vocal in there as well and for me <laughs> yeah and it always seems this time of year you've got one coming out too i don't know if that's just a coincidence but every time for us here it's cold it's winter and there's an arm and hammer track yeah, so, December
1: blues. <laughs> <yeah>. December blues. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you know, you've been in the pandemic, obviously like we all have here, and you're talking about losing the last year and a half. When you were sitting there, did you find that your creative did what inspired your creative mood during that time to come up with works?
1: Um I think just like life experiences in general, like uh I think as an artist, the ability to kind of pull from that well of life experiences uh, just was enough for me, at least, to stay inspired. But um, obviously, just day in and day out, waking up. My my studio is just like a very simple home studio. So I really, uh, literally right next to my bed. So the only thing I could do is just try to, I guess, tap into that every day. And then uh, That's It was really I know it was really hard For creatives though uh, A lot of Art comes from just Going around And experiencing So It was definitely It wasn't
2: easy at all But we're here now It's happened. Hey Joe I've got another question For you about that Yeah um, You are just speaking On the creative process When making songs And I know at least from my research on you guys, it said that you started out in Los Angeles and I was wondering if you could speak on uh, what it's like to make music in such a competitive market like that with so many young musicians trying to get their foot in the door.
1: Uh, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, obviously, uh, you know, it's, uh, with a, like, it's really saturated as far as, you know, uh, art is involved. So competing for the limited, uh, you know, set times in the area or in LA in general was, uh, was pretty difficult, but I've, I i do not know. It's just the community. Uh, I, that's the best part about it. Is that just such a wide array of uh, just different types of genres and other DJs. And then everyone's kind of in the grind together. So it seems, it feels like more like a community, but in reality, I mean, in reality, it's also an individual type of, creative endeavor
0: so the waiting for love tour kicks off here this weekend we're in the triangle which is raleigh durham Cary, chapel hill north carolina you get to charlotte which is about two and a half hours away in march but also in march the waiting for love ep drops Uh, can you talk about how that's coming together
1: yeah uh the waiting for love ep was it was kind of just a collective group of projects we've been working on uh, during the pandemic. So a lot of it had to kind of deal with just, yeah, a lot of the messages are like kind of like isolation. Uh, a lot of just kind of introspective. We didn't want to do a typical love song because we know love is kind of messy. So we kind of just wanted to really dive into re- uh, unique perspectives on love. Like, and, uh, Kind of like uh, the isolation of it. Uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean it does, and and to that point, so like when you're
0: starting to put together a track, how do you like? Where is the beginning? Do you just hear something, or you have a thought and you jot it down, and then you just start working through it?
1: Um, no, we're, we're constantly working on music. So I, we have for every one song that we release, there's probably five that. You know, we'll never see the light of day, but uh, I mean, I—I uh, I mean, we're both just fans of the creative process. So, what we'll do is just—we kind of have a bare bones, uh, like, uh, idea, and we'll send it to you know a vocalist that we want to work with, and then we just kind of build it together. We'll rewrite and rewrite and rewrite all the time. It's a it's definitely a very organic process. I think.
0: And you brought up too, you sent it to a vocalist. So you've worked with Haley Inn on Anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Lenny, uh coming home. Lenny's parents live in Durham, by the way. Shout out to Lenny's parents. Actually. Shout out to Lenny. They're, they're in range of our signals, so you never know, right? Yeah. And do you do you have vocalists that you know you want to work with? Or or because I know you've got hammer sound. Is there a vocalist that fits hammer sound?
1: Uh no, I think I I think it's, we're looking for vocalists that really sing with authenticity. Now, That's not, that's a bad word to use because I'm sure all vocalists are singing from a place of uh, authenticity. But uh, we are the ones that really stuck out to us. We can hear, hear it in their voices. And that's the most important thing that the thing that they're singing about or writing about is really, a, is really making a connection with them. Because we don't, we like to just work hands-on with them. We don't want to dictate how a song's supposed to go. We think it. I think it's more organic that way. It's natural.
2: I know, speaking of the vocalist, I saw your guys' YouTube promo, and coming up soon, you've got Falling Apart with Ron. I it's gonna take. I was wondering mm-hmm. if you could speak on uh, how excited you are for your second single with Monster Cat.
1: Oh man, like Monster Cat's always been a dream for us. Uh, yeah, very excited. We've we've sent we've tried before, not to say I mean, but also our sound when we were trying to connect with Monster Cat and just you know a lot of more established singers, our sound was a little kind of immature. So I'm glad that you know late later in our career we're able to collaborate and you actually brought up a point
0: there too how do you think that the arm sound Armand hammer sound has evolved from the
1: earlier tracks to now um uh, maybe be, uh before i think we were really just trying to push what we could do um uh, production wise and then i guess as we've been kind of evolving our sound and maturing as artists i think we've uh try to simplify it now. Not to say that the, uh, that's like the path of a lot of musicians, but like a, trying to do more with less. And I guess that's a lesson we've kind of just slowly learned over the years
2: of making music. I had another question for you about the yeah. uh, Waiting for Love tour. Uh, I think the graphic that you guys have on there is really cool. Did you have any part in creating that or was that your team?
1: Uh like it was like essentially our whole team uh we were really hands-on with our art we wanted to be really passionate just kind of like uh what we project uh with our fans and listeners so yeah we we definitely had a hands-on we brainstormed it um yeah that's how it came up so some of the tracks that you
0: guys put out you, you came here to wolf bites with save you now Was our first song that we played for you guys uh, uh, farmer Hammer. can you talk a little bit about how
1: that song came about that was when we were writing our first real album and it was we met a uh, we met Rico and Miela like uh, early on in their careers and uh, that song was kind of been sitting around for two years before it even got released um, and it, it was just kind of me and Joe like to really... I guess connect with you know up-and-coming singers that's worked with a bunch of our friends too so kind of just was in our back pocket for a little bit but uh yeah <laughs> there wasn't really a plan around it
0: Haley anns also been on this podcast you had anywhere
2: you can
1: How about that one? Oh man, uh well, I mean, shout out to our boys Adventure Club. Uh they kind of sent us an idea and we loved it. The song was originally uh, a remix for teenage crime. Uh, that we were kind of just really? it was just supposed, to, yeah. Uh I think if you look back, we've used to play it out. It was it, we used to play it out for all our shows and then uh, Adventure Club came to us and it was like, hey, Haley loves the track. She wants to see on it. And then once we, once we got that first uh, cut up of it, it was, wow, that's, this is gonna be something. And, and I was just looking
0: I, I, looking over my shoulder right now to see, see okay, so Saving Lives with Belle Renee is what we're playing now here on Wolf Bites, came to us back in December.
1: that track oh that one was bella is uh, an amazing singer um it's kind of the same thing it was uh maybe towards the end of the pandemic um uh, we were listening like i was listening to a lot of like indie rock uh kind of like pop punk type stuff and i wanted to and i played guitar so uh when we wrote that track i just came up with that first melody and then um kind of it around she was, She wrote to it, we loved it, and then uh, kind of just built it from there. And I was thinking it was coming
0: on, actually like on our radio station, like one song from now. I was, that's I was trying to look yeah. up on the computer to see when it was getting ready to play. It's and the fake, computer keeps guys. jumping around. Yeah, no, I know. It's timely, right? Yeah. So.
1: <laughs>
0: Destined. Exactly. So it's all good stuff. The tour, we're real excited about the tour, getting ready to go, waiting for love. Next time, add a triangle date. I know you came through here a couple of years ago. If I remember. Maybe it was last oh, yeah.
1: year you came through here. Um, yeah. We, I mean, our first, our first actual show was at uh, UNC. Uh, we played Halloween Day. And I didn't realize how crazy Halloween is there. It's insane. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we played at uh, we, we, like a small little uh, fraternity house. And then that was like our first real out-of-state show. Really, it was right there in Chapel yeah. Hill. Yeah, right in Chapel Hill, and we were, yeah, we were so amazed because we're just from you know the West Coast. We rarely came out to the East Coast, so it was just a big uh, eye opener for us.
0: So, do you find, like, I guess depending where you go, the crowds
1: respond differently to the EDM music? Yeah, uh, I mean, just different types. Like, we we noticed like the South and the Midwest. They definitely like their dubstep. I mean, we're big dubs to heads, too. Uh, and, and I'm sure Charlotte and all that. Like, I mean, we know uh, those areas love upset, But then when you get to maybe Vegas, Los Angeles, New York, uh, the West Coast, like, you know, it's a lot more trap, trappy. So uh, I think during while we've been touring, we've kind of just gotten a feel of just different EDM communities, what they like or what they prefer uh, and what they don't. Because we, we came from the clubbing scene. So uh, before we were making music, we were just playing side rooms and stuff. So we, we got accustomed to just reading crowds and uh, just trying to formulate something that would they'd like.
0: So the tour dates are all on armandhammer.com. It starts yeah. this weekend in mm-hmm. Charlotte in March when the EP drops. It's all coming together. Really excited for that awesome joe thank you so much for joining us here today thank you for having me yeah no and all the best with the tour i know it's got to be exciting to to get out there joe abella from arm and hammer right here on wolf bites open mic hey if you like this please subscribe uh leave some comments Uh, i'm mr voice kate cross with me we'll see you next time right here on wolf bites open mic